Fisher, and this is the JRPG Report, episode 76. Uh, we had a huge, huge night last night in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, apparently, Nintendo was not content with waiting for the Tokyo Game Show in a few, uh, well, actually in just a week uh, from today, and they kind of blew the lid off of a, a couple big announcements so let's kind of get right into it. we've got a, a really big show we had a big show before last night and uh, it just kind of uh, exploded with some news uh, the first thing I want to talk about is um, I kind of let's set the stage so we're sitting there watching the direct during uh, dinner last night um, we thought there might be a few things uh, about the new uh, uh, Link's Awakening remake or, or some other you know Nintendo things and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, hmm. I was like, that kind of looks like... And then my wife kind of interjected, and she was like, that looks like your game. And I was like, yeah, that looks like Cineblade. I was like, are they ready to show a new one? Well, they weren't ready to show a new one just yet. However, publisher Nintendo and developer Monoloth Software has announced Xenoblade Chronicles... Um, definitive edition for the switch they had a short little trailer showing off uh, not a whole lot but uh, the only thing we know about it so far is that it will launch sometime in 2020 so that was a complete uh, revelation something we weren't necessarily expecting i'd heard a couple rumors that maybe they were working on this and i'm really excited as i did not get to play this game um, when it first released Back on the Wii, uh, they did have a short overview of the game from Nintendo. They said, Moloft Soft's epic Xenoblade Chronicles game, which originally launched in 2012 on the Wii system, is destined to be reborn on Nintendo Switch as Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. The game, which chronicles the adventures of uh, Shook and Fiora, is scheduled to launch on Nintendo Switch in 20. 20 and that's pretty much all they showed off and now kind of thinking back to it i guess monolith did kind of hint at this with the inclusion of those two characters at the end of uh, xenoblade chronicles 2 i'd heard rumors that maybe they were going to remake x as well uh, but this is this is great news just personally i cannot wait to uh, sink my teeth into it and I think so if they're putting their resources into this game to come out next year I would put money on it that either X2 or Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is not going to make it on the Switch I dare say we are looking at whatever the next console is for Nintendo that is where we are going to see the new a new Xenoblade a game. And maybe that's kind of sad news, but I think this will hold us over. And hopefully there's a few people like myself who never got to play uh, Chronicles 1. And uh, we'll be playing it all together at some point in time. 2020 is a pretty wide open uh, window, but the game looks really good. And I can't wait to sink many, many hours uh, into it here very soon. Um, 
we had a just slew of other information come out from this direct. I, like I said, I really thought that they were going to wait until the uh, Tokyo Game Show, but they did not. Uh, the next thing that kind of caught my eye was we were going to get Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore, and that is coming to the Switch on January 17th of 2020 this originally lost on the wii u in 2015 and so they're adding the encore on to the end of this one um a another title as i had a wii for a little bit but didn't really get into it too much and um i never had a wii u so this is one of those games that yeah, there was like all the singing and that element to it, but it looked like a pretty cool battle system. And if you could get past uh, that with the uh, the worlds of Fire Emblem and uh, Shimatami Tetsu kind of mixed together into the, what they say is one brutal harmony. Um, the world of the Fire Emblem series and Atlas games have crossed paths again, and the result is coming to the Nintendo Switch system. An interdimensional evil has invaded modern-day Tokyo, resulting in this fantastical barrage of music, style, and yes, danger. So fight back. Battle through dungeons to pump your way to strategy and creatively decimate your foes all before hope fades to black. You and the rising stars you call friends will need to call on your own creative power manifested as iconic Fire Emblem characters to wage a secret war on rogue spirits that feed on creativity. Each encounter will immerse you in a deep, turn-based battles that blend the combat of the Fire Emblem and Shimekami Tetsu series into one brutal harmony, fuse items to craft weaponry, and then play to your strengths and crush your foes. Around every corner you'll find fun nods to multiple fandoms, including Fire Emblem references, dungeons themed to the entertainment industry, and stunning musical performances um, if you'd like to see the accompanying video for this or for Cineblade Chronicles you can of course head over to the Facebook page and check out all these stories I I lost count of how many I had this week um, but I think it's close to 15 so we've got a jam-packed podcast let's keep going on to uh, the next one there was of course uh, what we really the two things I knew was we were going to hear about the direct was uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Everything else was a huge bonus. Of course, there was a ton of stuff about the new Pokemon Sun and Sh- uh, Sword and Shield. Um, I don't even... Uh, you, you guys know the way I feel about Pokemon. I did link this story to you guys, so if you're interested, uh, it'll give you tons and tons and tons. I've not seen a story this big. Uh, this is kind of what like a uh, Project Secure Wars when they made a story about it, and just all the information images that you could ever want. So if you are curious, you can head on over and check that out. But uh, Game Freak was not content with just uh, putting out Sword and Shield this year, out of completely nowhere. We haven't talked about um, town in forever. There has been zip, zero, nada information about it. I went on this podcast and have said, we're not getting this game this year. You wait till Sword and Shield comes out and then maybe Game Freak will decide that they'll want to do something with this title. Well, no. No, it's been in development all along. It is... 
apparently ready to come out next month. It'll be out via the Switch on the eShop, so it's just coming out digitally as far as I know. And it's only going to be $24.99. Now, the game uh, was previously called Town. They have officially titled it Little Town Hero. It is a Game Freak's RPG that they have been working on for a little while. There is a image that goes along with it and a new uh, launch trailer as well. Um, so my initial thoughts are awesome. Cool. It's coming out. It looks good. We'll see how it is. Anytime you see a game at that price point, your expectations are a little bit lowered as this may not be like a huge game. Maybe it's more of a entry level uh, game that somebody that maybe likes Pokemon can get more into uh, RPGs with a little more oomph to them. Uh, here is the overview via Nintendo. The story is set in an isolated village on the edge of the world. The only gate leading outside is heavily guarded by a castle, and the villagers are not allowed to leave. Most of the villagers don't give it a thought and happily go on their everyday lives. However, the protagonist is a little different from the others. He wants to see the world outside. One day, a monster appears in the village, shocking everyone, because until then, no one knew such creatures existed. The protagonist is able to fight using a mysterious red stone he found in the coal mines. In the course of his defense of the village, he gradually unveil, unravels secrets of how the stones and the monsters came to be. Unlike most RPGs, there's no need to fight weak monsters repeatedly to level grind in Little Town Hero. Instead, you'll need to have a good strategy to fight each boss monster one on one. Will the protagonist live the adventure he craves and escape the humdum, humdrum <laughs> village life? Key features include a challenging battle system that relies heavily on coming up with new ideas and strategies, compact story progression designed with the busy gamer in mind, and soundtrack by Toby Fox, the composer of the background music for Undertale. So, pretty cool sounding game. Um, maybe not exactly what we were expecting, but um, I like it. Sounds like you don't need to grind, which, you know, that is one of my more favorite parts of it, but it can get a little old and they'll, you'll need to have some unique strategies for it. So we will keep an eye out on October 16th for little town hero. I'll, uh, I may pick that one up at that price point. It sounds like it could be worth it. That is of course, if the wife is done with the switch by that point and links awakening, which I kind of, uh, I kind of doubt, uh, another, Announcement: uh, A game I did not get to play. Maybe you guys have heard of it. This is the, quote, cult classic RPG Moon. It's coming to the Switch on October 10th in Japan and worldwide. We'll see its release later on. Onion Games will release Molt Moon, which originally launched on the original PlayStation in October of 1997. It'll be available on the eShop uh, for 19... Uh, for 1,980 yen. So we'll get some conversion on that when it comes out worldwide later. Uh, so here is the about. It is definitely different. They say a long, long time ago, under the silvery light of a full moon, the legendary anti-RPG Moon was released in Japan. Now 22 years later, revived by a team of its original creators, 
found out why it became an instant cult classic as Moon comes to the Nintendo Switch in English for the first time ever. They ask, what is Moon? And they say, have you ever played an RPG and wondered? Why is it okay that this hero is breaking into houses and stealing items from people's drawers? Why is it okay that this hero is killing thousands of innocent monsters? Moon is a game about turning those tropes upside down and seeing what really happens behind the scenes of your favorite RPG video games. So this sounds really, really fun. Uh, Its key features include to conquer the game with a clear conscience in this zero-battle RPG, free monsters, souls. Collect dozens of moon discs containing original songs, and choose your own favorite background music. Follow the real-time daily lives of Moon World's NPCs day and night all week long. So hopefully we will get uh, a worldwide launch on this sometime soon. Sounds like a really fun, interesting game. Of course, the full story and the trailer is available over on the Facebook page. Um also announced, and I'll be honest, this is an anime I don't know a whole lot about, but uh, I've seen that's fairly popular. That Koei Tecmo and Gust have announced Fairy Tale RPG is coming out for PS4, Switch, and PC sometime in 2020. Um, here is an overview of the game from Koei Tecmo Demons, Dark Wizards, Dragons, and Cats. Players will find all that will find it all as they start your journey into the land of Fior. In fairy tale, wizards play through the adventures of Natsu Drangle, Drangnil, and Lucy Hartfilia, as well as other eccentric members of the fairy tale mage guild on a fun-filled and thrilling quest. Again, I apologize as I'm unfamiliar with this uh, anime and manga. That is. Uh, can't have time for everything, guys. Sorry. Uh, Gus Studios is creating the game under the supervision of the author Hiro Mashima, promising a faithful recreation of, for the fairy tale world and its unusual inhabitants, including everything from magic to its iconic characters. Uh, there will be more information at the Tokyo Game Show on September the 15th during the fairy tale special stage. So there is a teaser trailer. Along with that, you guys can check out. So if you are fans of the fairy tale uh, manga, you can look forward to that sometime next year. Switch, PS4, and uh, and PC. We did get news that Dragon Quest Walk is coming on September the 12th in Japan. It'll be a free-to-play title with item-based microtransactions and available on the iOS and Android stores still no uh, confirmation if this one is coming west or not. Um, I, if I was a betting person, I'd put money against it. But I'm also very hopeful that it comes out, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, in other awesome Dragon Quest news, the uh, same day that. The world gets the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI on September 27th. The first three Dragon Quest titles will be coming out in Japan in enhanced versions. Uh, excuse me, I was just uh, <laughs> just reading along there. Uh, still no word on if this is coming out Western 
you know, to the Western worlds or not. I really hope so, especially like if you could come out just a digital uh, version of this, that would be uh, really, really fantastic. So Dragon Quest One, Dragon Quest Two, Luminaries of the Legendary Line, and Dragon Quest Three: The Seeds of Salvation will be available alongside these three on the same day via the Nintendo eShop. We'll keep a eye out for those, and hopefully they'll come over as. Um, so growing up, I got to play Dragon Quest One and then uh, Part Four. I never even saw two and three. Years later, I saw part three. I think at like a um, at a game store, and it was it was at what I thought was a lot of money. Little did I know how much money it would be all these years later. But no guarantee that would have even worked. My Nintendo has started to uh, stop working all of a sudden. But we will keep our fingers crossed that we can uh, get that over here sometime soon. Excuse me. Uh, Trials of Mana got a release date of April the 24th in 2020. Square Enix announced this will be coming out for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Pre-orders will include the Rabbi Adornment downloadable content. PlayStation Store pre-orders will also include a PlayStation Network avatar featuring, featuring Duran, Angela, Kevin, Charlotte, Hawkeye, and Reyes. So if you were looking forward to that game as I am, we'll get it on April the 24th. Will we be done with Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, I guess probably by that point. So we'll need a new game (laughs) to hold us over uh, until the next parts of the remake finally do come out. Other newly announced details include the game will feature a 60-song arranged, supervised by the original composer. Players can switch between the original sound source and the arrange at any time during gameplay. The battle system has been enhanced from the original with new actions such as jumping, combo attacks, and enemy attack evasion. Changing classes is more clearly reflected in a character's appearance. Looking forward to playing this one. I want to pick up that physical... um, uh, Mana collection now that it is out some point in time and uh, let you know how that original is and then get to play the remake in April. So Nintendo did all this great JRPG stuff during their direct. I'm, I'm kind of shocked they didn't wait for TGS, but maybe they just didn't want it to get all overblown and they kind of preempted everything. So it makes me wonder if there's any really big announcements to come out at uh, Tokyo Game Show. But one of the best pieces of news uh, to come out of it, and no, it's not directly JRPG related, but it will be soon. Uh, Nintendo Online will have Super Nintendo games starting on two. Day, September 5th. If you're listening to this title and you, to this podcast rather, and you've got Nintendo Switch Online, well, you can download these uh, Super Nintendo Classics. They've got 20 of them to start off with. Um, Right now, you can go play Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, 
The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Super Metroid Stunt Race. FX Kirby Dream Land 3. Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's Island Star Fox. F-Zero Pilot Wings. Kirby's Dream Course. Brawl Brothers. Breath of Fire. Demon's Crest. Joe and Max 2. Super Earth Defense Force. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Puyo Puyo 2 for the first time available in the U.S. Super Soccer available for the first time since the original Super NES release. And Super Tennis also available for the first time since its Super Nintendo release. Amazing. Great job, Nintendo. We'll give you a little uh, golf clap for that one. Is great, great move. And I will... End this uh, direct by saying, if uh, if anyone working for Sony is listening, it's time to step your game up. Nintendo just dropped the mic and walked out the door with their Nintendo online service. Yes, maybe the cooperative is not on the same um, level as PlayStation Network is. The free games you get every month, sometimes they're cool. But they're nothing. I mean, let's look at it. Twenty bucks for Nintendo for a year, sixty dollars for PlayStation for a year. At the very least, I think PlayStation is going to have to consider giving you PS One, possibly PS Two games for free now. There's just too much Nintendo's doing for too cheap not to do that. I mean, you could pay twenty bucks and play all these classics. And that would be worth every bit of it if you never even played online. So I think it's time PlayStation steps it up. I am so thrilled that I can play all these great games on my Switch now. It is literally amazing. And I'm super pumped up to uh, to play those here real soon. So that was, uh, I guess that's all the Nintendo Direct stuff. That was, like I said, I wasn't even planning on talking about any of that stuff before it all broke last night. So we're going to take a quick breather and be back with some of the other stories that broke in the past week here on the JRPG report. All right, guys, welcome back to the JRPG report episode 76. Uh, we got through all the Nintendo stuff. So let's get back into the rest of the week's stories. But before we do, Huge, huge shout out to our newest members of the community over on Facebook. I don't know what was in the water this week, but we had five people come out of the woodwork and uh, take a break from grinding away and uh, joined our Facebook community. I want to say a big shout out to uh, Tavius, Ziggy, Charlie, Giangelo, and Chris. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of what we're doing here and uh, joining a growing community of like-minded freaks about JRPGs. So, um, welcome, and let's talk about some more stories. Uh, we did get some new Yeez 9 information. There would be a trailer, not surprisingly, at TGS here in a week, but we also learned that it was going to be playable at TGS, so that's um, that's pretty cool. Finally, get to see some hands-on time with Yeez Nine. We talked a little bit about the, some of these new characters that they had announced, and 
we got a little bit of information that uh, like some of these characters that uh, Ada will be coming in contact with will be called what's cooperators. Uh, by engaging the residents of Valdo through the main story and various quests, they will lend their power to Adel's activities in the city as cooperators. Um, so we, we learned about a uh, silhouette last week. She was the one with that crazy mask on. She will now be called a handler. In addition to be able to purchase goods from stores you have previously visited via silhouette, more purchasable, purchasable goods will be added based on the number of stores you have visited. Uh, remember we talked about Maxim. That was the dude with his, uh, crazy attack pet owl. Well, he will be the black market trader. Uh, after you meet him somewhere in the city, you'll be able to trade on the black market. By trading specific materials, you can obtain items not available in regular shops, including accessories that possess special abilities and rare goods related to certain quests and the story. Uh, you can do extra content by collecting blue flower petals said to bring about happiness. Those are scattered all over the city, as well as city graffiti. You will find graffiti written in various places in the city by investigating this graffiti and reporting it back to the forklorist barn. You will receive various rewards. Use nine monster noxes do out for page four on September 26th in Japan. Still waiting on Western news about that as well. Uh, we get a little bit of tidbit each week about monster hunter world iceborne. And this week, it is that they will be adding the Rajang, a fanged beast monster first introduced in Monster Hunter 2 via its free title update in October, Capcom announced. Monster Hunter World Iceborne is due out for PS4 and Xbox One on September 6th and PC, January 2020. Uh, here in a couple days, we got the, well, we get the announcement about the announcement. So, uh, on September 9th, Kingdom Hearts 3 will release a trailer for their new Remind DLC. That's going to be out uh, fairly early in the morning, so we'll learn a little bit more about this and be back to you next week's podcast. Always fun with the uh, announcements about announcements. Good stuff there. A game called Fairy Light Fairy Tale Episode One will launch here in just a few more days on September 13th on Xbox One. Developer Nico Works announced the PlayStation 4 version will be following in the next couple months. So pre-orders are available for the Xbox One version now on the store, and. Um, you will get a discount if you pre-order. So episode one is nor- it will be coming out at nine ninety nine. However, should you pre-order it, you get twenty five percent off for just seven fifty. Sounds like a pretty cool deal. Who knows how many else episodes will be in this, and maybe eventually it adds up to a full price game. But it seems like a pretty cool way of doing things, to be quite honest. Um, episode two is currently in development for release, also in twenty. 19 light fairy tale is a 3d based Japanese style RPG set in a dying underworld ruled by fierce and powerful empire. Looks like a cool game. I'm glad that one's making its way over to PS4 so that I can 
enjoy it as well. We got, of course, another trailer for Code Vein. Um, this one's a little, little different. So they detailed the spa, and uh, this is a place where the heroes of Code Vein, who have lost their greater part of their memories as humans, uh, can go to exchange for supernatural powers. At their base is a path, a bath facility called the Spa, where the revenants can heal their exhausted bodies and restore their lost energy in the hoffs in the, in the hot springs. Uh, so, certainly not something I kind of was expecting to see, but it is uh, um, pretty cool. We got some learned some new special abilities, um, a blood code called Prometheus, a gift called the Phantom Assault. And a gift called Firestorm. Those are both uh, the latter two, or those are new attacks that you can check out. Of course, the demo is available now if you'd like to download and check it out. Code Vein will be due out on uh, September 27th for PS4, Xbox One, and uh, PC. Uh, we did have another story about Code Vein, but I seem to have lost it. <laughs> Don't know any other way to uh, describe it other than it's uh, it's gone. Um, we got news of we've been talking about Yokai Watch One a couple times. Well, it will be playable at Tokyo Game Show. You will get to see its new high definition graphics and compatibility with the Yokai Art and DX Yo Second Toys. We'll know a little bit more about that one here soon. Um, a couple of Persona 5 Royal announcements. Um, they will be adding the Persona Fafnir to Royal. Now, this one has not been seen since Persona 2. Um, it was also in some of the Shimigame, uh, games, but this is a one that we've not seen in most... I, I dare say most Persona fans probably came on board when I did around Part 3, maybe even just Part 4. So this is going to be a fairly new Persona to most players who haven't played through uh, the Shimigami Tetsu games. But a vicious-looking uh, Persona, to say the least. Um, there was a new trailer that came out for Persona 5 Royal. Looks freaking awesome. This is... Uh, this is the third official trailer, as well as the hero trailer, was uh, was released. So if you want to head on over to the Facebook page, you can check out both of those. I won't ruin them for you if you are looking forward to them. But needless to say, they look really good. Uh, in other Persona Five news, we had talked a little bit ago about the Phantom Strikers. And then we didn't talk any more about it at all. And I'm only talking about it now because we're going to talk about it soon. <laughs> Very odd. Uh, they released a story and I said, wait for October the 24th. The thieves leave Tokyo and invade Japan. So it's purely just a teaser trailer. Um, the highlight that they will go to uh, different places in Japan, including Osaka. Um, of course, this is kind of a more, much more of an action 
RPG title looks very good. So this is one week before Royal comes out in Japan. And uh, so you'll be getting lots of uh, Persona 5 here in the coming months. Um, can't have too much Persona. That's all it comes down to. A great, great series. And looking forward to seeing some more of it here pretty soon. Okay, well, my Code Vein uh, <laughs> story popped back up. This was the Insatiable Despot trailer. He's a monstrous ruler that will not be sated until you have been knocked down. So there was a new trailer for it. Yet another gruesome looking uh, enemy that you will have to, I guess, battle. Uh, <laughs> Very cool stuff. Code Vein looks more and more interesting to me. I, I need to check out that. Um, need to check out that demo and see if it's something that I can get into or not. Um, one bit of Final Fantasy VII remake news. This comes from the latest issue of Famitsu Weekly. They had an interview with Namura, and he says that at Tokyo Game Show we will get our first look at characters affiliated with the in-game Shinra Electric Power Company. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought we did see glimpses of um, of them before. So maybe maybe we we're going to get like the Turks. I don't or Reno or somebody else affiliated with them. Well, let's just we'll just wait and see um, what they are planning. We know that they are going to uh, blow blow the doors off the place. At Tokyo Game Show. Maybe that's what Nintendo was thinking. That Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to rule Tokyo Game Show. And let's get out there so that we don't get completely lost in uh, lost in all of that. Um, it, like I said, they did say they will host debut of characters from the Shinra side. And that there will be a hearty Daytona um, there. For people to see the giant uh, bike with even greater detail. And a life-size buster sword will also be on display. And surely some fanboy will try to take that. Let's hope that doesn't doesn't happen. One last story to talk about. Did you think we were going to get through the podcast without an Atelier Raza update? Oh, almost. Almost gotcha. Nope, nope. We had a huge update on it. Uh, <laughs> two minutes of new footage from the battle system uh, came out. Um, the game feat showed off its fast-paced real-time tactics battle system. Uh, they say that players can respond to action orders, activate party members' attacks, collection, act- collection of action points to unleash skills, deal major damage with special attacks, as well as adjust the difficulty level this is a really good looking trailer so if you guys want to check it out be uh be my guest and head over to the jrpg report facebook page and you can see that uh the fatal drive from one of the characters is or actually a couple of the characters is highlighted game looks good guys i'm going to uh i'm definitely going to be picking it up it is it's just a shame that Trails of Cold Steel 3 comes out at the same time. And that's going to have my full attention 
and this will have to be I maybe this is something to ask for for Christmas. Maybe I'll be ready by that point. But hope you enjoyed today's show. Like I said, there was so much I didn't plan on talking about and I wasn't completely prepared uh for that onslaught of information from the Nintendo Direct, but good news indeed. Don't forget uh Tokyo Game Show starts next week. Hopefully we'll have a ton of cool things to talk about. I'm hoping for a few surprises in there. Um, I guess we already discussed that I don't think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out with the announcement of the remaster of Part 1. That was something I I thought we may, uh, may get. I don't anticipate any Dragon Quest or uh, Final Fantasy news. It'd be nice to see something along the lines of um what am i really hoping for i don't guess we'll see trails of cold steel for information i mean it's already out in japan so there's really no point of us seeing anything to do with that there was that mystery fantasy rpg that atlas had teased and kind of fell off the radar so i'm wondering if that could pop back up at some point. But then again, I don't expect that with all their resources focused on Persona 5 Royal. So it's hard to say what um, what I can really anticipate major coming out of the show. We're, we're right on that cusp of, you know, next year with the new systems. So it may be people are gearing up development for um, for these next ones and kind of holding back on anything Otherwise, although JRPGs is by far the genre that uh, will still release a major title even after a new system has come out. So we'll just wait and see, and I will uh, wait till then to report it all to you. This has been episode 76 of the JRPG Report. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is James Fisher, and until next time, get back out there and level up.